Okay, so that's one. Number two, have you um, have you done anything with? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what you. I have no idea what you're gonna ask, but no. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Your Honor, I refuse to answer that question. Let's get to um, something of importance for today, though. Okay. We need a uh, we need a sound effect. What kind? TGDP mail call. <laughs> really. Oh, I don't know if we've hit a new high or a new low. We got uh, we got some mail. We got, mail we, we got some we got some friends over at the Divers Alert Network that uh, appreciated our a couple of little episodes and sent us a little uh, care package. Remember we did the episode the seven goddamn mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I said that pamphlet was great, boy. If if anybody over at Dan's listening, you know, send me a box of these things and I, I'd be happy to pass them out. Nice. And then and we they did somebody was listening or somebody, somebody was, before somebody, somebody was listening. listening and they sent me a whole each of us a whole package of of pretty much all their different pamphlets. They got some wow. really good stuff in there. That's that's our right, we're going man. to uh, we're going to dive into yeah. a couple of these cuz there's some uh, really good informative stuff that I think uh, a lot of listeners can get a lot mm-hmm. of info. Not if they just picked it up and read it themselves, but listening, listening to, to us, us go through it, yes. <laughs> go through it. Get, you get really, the real deal. You know, you yeah. the real. But that's not all. Oh, there's more. There's more. They also sent us a little gift. Are you serious? Are you freaking kidding me, yeah, Dan? Look at, this, look at this. This is the Dan Boater box. This is nice. That's a little first aid kit. That's all right, man. Well, Dan, many thanks to you, Dan. That'll come in handy. Yeah, it's like a little twenty dollar uh, first, first aid kit. Yeah, yeah, boat boat first aid kit. That's all right. Nice little uh, case and this uh, kinds of, podcasting kinds of... is paying off in spades, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wife, look at this. I know you. <laughs> You still complaining about those thousands we've spent? Because <laughs> I got this cool $20 boating safety kit. How do, how's that? That's good stuff. Pipe and smoke it. So, uh, hey, thank you to everybody over at Dan. Yeah, the much Dives appreciated. Alert Network. Mm-hmm. We will, uh, we'll be getting back to some more good Dan stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's hard to find a bad thing to say about Dan in the sense of what they do for the dive community. And, you know, in the name of dive safety and uh, insurance they provide and other things they do, right? Answer your questions free of charge. Right. Uh, medical. They're, they're just there for divers, so. Okay, we should probably put this in there um, so Uh-oh. people know the show that they're listening to because 
we're not that big yet. I mean, we're getting big. We are the Great Dive Podcast. We are the Great Dive Podcast, and welcome back, everybody. We're not the greatest dive podcast yet. It's coming, though. We're the Great Dive Podcast. We're up there. Let me tell you something. Can't do it. It's uh, coming back from Curacao. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time jumping back in. It's tough. Every every year it gets a little tougher. I saw his pictures. I'm like, oh, he just ruined himself a little bit. Dude, 30, uh, 30 C to 30 mm. F in a, in a, in a six, <laughs> hour, in six hours of travel. Yeah. 82 degree water to what is it going to be when we jump it's in on the first? It's going to be 38 30, to 40. Yeah. Uh, if it's 38, I'm going to be happy. I'm th- I'm, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, probably it's 37-ish, 36. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we really haven't been. I mean, past couple days have been warm, in the 40s. We've had that warm yeah. snap, yeah. But yeah, like and the schedule down there. So we dove with uh, this company, the the dive bus. Yeah, I saw your. They were pretty uh, pretty close by where we were staying. Mm-hmm. So we rolled in there. Got a tip from friend, student, yeah. customer, listener, mm-hmm. and uh, so I said, ah, so we popped in there, and like immediately everybody was just fun and just real fun. We mm-hmm. walked in, and you're just having a great time chatting and laughing it up, and great personalities. Really hit with everybody really well. So nice. we said, oh. Let's we're going to grab some tanks. First dive, you know, the, the ladies uh, wanted to do something really simple. So uh, they got the little backyard right there. So did a short dive right there. And then mm-hmm. for the rest of the week, just that was the, the routine of go by there. Nice. Grab some tanks. Where's uh, where, where's your other favorite spots? Mm-hmm. And then whip out the map. Uh, go up here. Hit these dives. Go up here. Hit these dives. All shore stuff, eh? Dude, it's all. Is that like Honduras is like that? Is that right? Or Belize? Bonaire. Bonaire. Yeah, I'll get it. If I keep guessing places, eventually I'll get it. <laughs> Here, use my. Uh, use your wall globe. <laughs> use my wall globe. My flat wall globe. <laughs> but yeah, it's. it's uh, I mean, there, there's boat dives you can do. There, I mean, there are some dive sites that are you have to have a boat. But there's mm-hmm. so much to do shore dive wise, yeah. and like that schedule because we weren't at a resort. Yeah, you wake up in the morning, leisurely have some coffee, right. like out on the dock, like. We got this beautiful dock going out mm-hmm. on the bay, just sitting, sitting out, drinking coffee, watching the sun come up, Dive watching the, the the bay come mm-hmm. come to life. Hey, go in, grab something to eat leisurely. You know, some days you're there mm-hmm. at eight, some days you're there at ten, ro- rolling into the dive shop. That's Pick right. up some tanks, yeah. take off at your own schedule. That's leisurely right, get in. Beautiful, beautiful dives. That's nice. That's I could get I could get used to that. Yeah. I mean, like a real, Patty, Patty like a real vacation yeah. schedule. Like you're not go, yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah. go, 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 go. Well, that's always my thing with going on a group trip is I'm like, I'm not on my f***ing schedule. Right, yeah, you're on the group schedule. I like schedule. my f***ing schedule, yeah. So as a um, as we look at this nice little gift that we received from the people over at Dan, at the top of my stack of old Alert Diver magazines that was sitting here, was a November, December 1995 Alert Diver magazine, on the cover of which they do a preview of what was just about to be released was the 1994 Goddamn Annual Report. Nice. And they have on the on the cover of it, Diving Facts. So these are facts era. True facts? True facts circa 1994. So almost 25 diving. years ago. Yeah, right? Isn't it crazy? Time flies. Interesting uh, interesting editorial by good old Dr. Peter Bennett. Yeah. Right off the get-go. Are some chambers over-treating divers to generate income? Well, that's a hard line to, to walk, right? 
you want to be safe. You want to make sure they come out clean. You don't want to have to treat them more than once, two, three times. I know sometimes that's what's required, but maybe that's because they're not treating them once correctly enough. Right. I know some and I think, people and, and that's require kind multiple of a, rides. Yeah, and I think yeah. like in the, the early 90s, I mean, that was kind of in still in the learning days of to a degree. I think they're for, still for I think they're divers. still learning, yeah. But uh, I mean recreational divers are they're just taking technology and and treatment from commercial. That's all they're getting sure, it from sure, and they're sure. they're bringing it over. Well, I mean the number I mean the number of divers coming through that are having yeah. have an issue, right? Well, not like uh, so much a commercial diver going down and we know when we get them back up when we get them back up they're going into the into the chamber for for that's how they're doing their decompression i mean like divers coming up doing their dives you know just trying to follow blindly follow a computer coming up and then 12 yeah Yeah. 12 hours later going oh man my shoulder's killing they go in oh then you're bent they're doing now let's go back and try to fix it i think they got a bigger or wider range of test subjects but i don't think the number of dives is even close to the number of dives uh commercial divers are doing oh yeah because well, I mean, they're, they're, I mean it's every dive they do is yeah. is a chamber dive well, yeah, end, but right? i mean they still just... get injured and they still but they get treated immediately because it's OSHA all, requires it's all, yeah, it's all, yeah it's sitting there ready to go yes and they and they that's do, what i mean yeah. versus versus somebody who isn't intending on having a chamber ride right t- trying to talk themselves out of it the whole entire time maybe yeah you know, this isn't no, 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 no this is i maybe i yeah, I did sleep kind of weird last night. That's why my neck and shoulder is is got that sharp stabbing pain. <laughs> they did make mention in here that so 1994 was the most ever recorded number of decompression illness cases since years prior to yes, yeah, 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 not yeah, since yeah. now. So, we don't know well, now, right? Well, yeah. correct. I don't know uh, the numbers for now, but so yeah, back then, yeah, so yeah. everything had been on a pretty steady climb. So um, the uh, the report from the year before would have said the same thing. The report from the year before would have said, but this was a pretty good jump. But you got to look at the year too, and this was the time of tech diving was just being birthed, and we had every idiot in the fucking planet that had a open water card thought they could go tech. Well, because all you had to do was buy a second tank, right? <laughs> Throw a couple extra regs on <laughs> there, a, buy another regulator set up, and uh, start diving. Put it, uh, hook it up. Go to, down deep. <laughs> hook it up to your <laughs> black diamond BCD. Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to have a bunch of D-rings. Yeah, that, well, the, when you look at the times there, that's why I would guess now we are we are on the decline. We are well on the decline because you look at people diving now. You just have to look at a magazine. Compare the magazine pictures. People flopping around on the coral, perfectly vertical, to now. You open up a magazine, the advertisement is someone horizontal. They're probably frog kicking. Their hands are yeah. fo- folded in front of them. So I would ag- shit- I would agree with you up until yeah. last week. Really? Did we have a bad one? Oh my god! I don't see bad the, ones the too often. New, I'm like, so the brand new dive training. I'm looking at it, and sure, which just goes so, to show so you, they, so just when it, you think they're getting it, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. They they're so not. They, so they, they do they an article. Back to old ways. They do an article about you know doing the old the old sweep recovery of your uh, yes, of your regular, of your rank, right? Yeah. That highly taxing, difficult skill of recovering yeah, your regular right. second stage. Mm-hmm. Just old school, planted right into the sandy bottom. Doing it, eh? You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the photos. It's almost as if they don't feel a responsibility. To wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here, you find it. Right, Look for it. In right there. here in my, uh, <laughs> right here in my fingertips. 
come on, dive training. Just when I was, I was thinking maybe our work here is done. Maybe everybody's getting it. Neutral buoyancy, horizontal positioning in the water, awareness, proper equipment, proper mindset. I thought it, they were all getting it. And here we go. Make it here a cl- we making go. a clean sweep. Really? Should we roast that author? <laughs> nice. I mean, all the photos. Yeah. Well, just goes to show you. Not. I mean, not even one one, one picture person in neutral that, buoyancy that you would Horizontal. you would look at it and go. We're getting I, somewhere. Wait, I can, I can do this hovering above <laughs> the reef instead of needing to crash into I, the bottom to, to honestly, find my regulator. If there's educators out there listening, if they learn how to do it this way, if it ever actually occurs, what are they going to have to do? What are they going to, they're going to have to swim to the bottom, kneel down on the coral, and try to get their freaking rag back. Right. And if you're going to argue like, no, they won't. No, their buddy, in real life, if they lose it, their buddy will come and help them. If they, then why are you teaching this shit? Don't teach real life. I'm with you, man. I'm with I you. I know. I know you are. Just, uh, it gets you a little riled up in the sense of, well, I I just stuck up for him a second ago thinking, <laughs> look at uh, these magazines. I look at them and I see horizontal divers. <laughs> Finally, versus 1994, when tech was blossoming. Well, yeah, because back then, I mean, they didn't even know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some people knew. Some very experienced, and uh, nobody wanted to listen to them. Yeah, you don't need to do that. But are you a techie? You know? <laughs> if I if I got ta- called a techie once, I got called a techie like a million times. And uh, it hurt to the bone. It hurt. They were my so-called friends. And this is where I began did it, my, did it hurt my your... pledge of I have no friends. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did it hurt your feeling? It poked my... <laughs> it hurt my feeling. It hurt your one feeling? <laughs> it hurt my feeling. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it had climbed to... 1,163 cases of DCI. Now, you remember back then. I mean, I can remember. Like, there was, it was almost like a bi weekly event of somebody dying, either O2 hit or drowning in the deep end. Then they would never say why or heart attack or somebody getting lost diving at night in a class in a, in a murky lake. Just at this birth, there was so much machismo over knowledge. Especially on the instructor end in a lot of cases. But isn't machismo knowledge? Can you have one? <laughs> no. <laughs> can, you really, can you really have one over the other? They go hand in hand. Well, you know what I mean? I'm it just going to have It was the brawn over the brains. Yeah. Like, um, you know, um, I want to be seen as the, the rough, tough, badass diver. That's why I'm buying the one with the 25 D-rings. Yeah. I'm throwing the doubles together. I'm prancing around with it to look tough and cool. And to I'm going to I'm gonna go, uh, well, not if you've got twinkle toes. And then, uh, and then you're, you're going beyond your means, which means you're dragging your, your students and, and other divers around you beyond theirs. In hindsight, it's, you know, as we always say, in hindsight, it's easy to tear apart the accident and go, this is the mistakes. But, I mean, you never should have combined a night and a deep dive and an advanced student with, like, I don't know. I honestly can't say he's got six dives under his belt because I don't know and I don't remember. But I know he didn't have many. He easily could. Have have just, yeah, well, yeah, he could have fit that bill easily. I know the whole criticism back then. He could have had four dives under his belt. Truth. Hashtag true facts. Can you make your night in deep? Well, I guess you can make it the first dive of the advanced class. We do advanced the, class. First dive is our deep dive. I'd be like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, you could. I know you just. I know we just finished open water yesterday. <laughs> We're gonna drop down to sixty-one feet. <laughs> Does that truly make you a deep diver? Well, 
or 51 in cold water. Oh, burn. Nice. <laughs> or nice or, thir- <laughs> or 35 with a creative instructor. Exactly. <laughs> we got cold right, we're gonna water. Simulate, and... We're going to simulate your deep dive because yeah. you don't want to do it for real. <laughs> no. You don't want to do it for no. real while I'm watching. So, I, but I'm gonna. We're gonna sit. So we're gonna simulate the hundred feet to thirty-five, and then you can go do it on your own tomorrow. You can do it to thirty-three, but we're gonna simulate a hundred feet by just doubling your gas consumption, right? Because we'll be from two to four, and we're good. We're gold. Whew. I wish we weren't joking. We're not joking. That's well, we are joking, but we're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's, I wish it was not that stupid out there. Nineteen ninety-four injuries in recreational diving was the article. It starts off by saying that when Divers Alert Network first opened its doors and phone lines to the public in 1980, it was to help answer a need in the recreational scuba community. How does a scuba diver deal with a diving injury? The answer then and 15 years later is call Dan. So we did, you know, uh, last year we went in full detail of the annual report from last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Collecting information is essential, but an equally vital goal is getting this information to the diving public. The answer was Dan's annual report on diving accidents and fatalities, which was first published in 1987. Initially, the report covered only non-fatal scuba injuries, but fatality data was added in the 1989 report. And now is, is, a, is a huge section in, the, in that report. I mean, you get the, there's a full section on just fatalities you know mm-hmm. then there's a full section on just injuries in general and then there's a full section on dc yeah remember that uh, hang nails oh yeah yeah poke my eye right uh, right down to right down to i hang so there's a graph here that shows total reported cases of dci and for listeners out there can remember right dci is a term that encompasses both decompression sickness as well as arterial gas embolisms. AGEs, DCS, DAGEs, what else? So going back to 1987, there was a total reported cases of 624. 89, it went up to 678. So 1988, it went to 565. So it declined slightly. <laughs> slightly. And then 89, they, they added in the fatalities, went to 678. 695 in 1990, 820 in 91. Tech diving was being born. Tech was being born. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't necessarily know um, if they were in, uh, they would have to be including the the tech stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't really. They didn't differentiate, delineate between the two. 92, it climbed up to 876. 93, 958. And then uh, when this report came out, 1994, 1,163 total cases of DCI. See, it, it skyrocketed when tech diving began. Skyrocketed. I'm curious when it began to decline. I'm going to go no. out on a limb and say, I, I have no idea, but I'm going to go in the, like the 2005, 2006 time frame when it was starting to get out how, what real dive training looked like. Yeah, 2005, between 2005, 2010, yes, the, uh, the, it, the game really started to be changed. Yeah, and there it started an earlier obvious, than that, but it, right. it finally made an effect 
about then, I would guess. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is here we are, it's still a decade or more past that. There's we, still people doing uh, stupid shit, but you, you're never going to erase stupid completely, and you need that. You need the contrast. You just need it. It's just the way the world is. It's just like you can't erase all the illness. You can't erase all the poverty. You're going to have to have it. It's right. just I, I, I get you there. Binary system we live in. But coincidentally, it was at the birth of the basics, the fundamentals, essentials. It was at the birth of that. That's what did it. No doubt about it. I know there's no doubt about it. Oh, I know. I've seen it firsthand. I, I did that firsthand, and it was crazy. It was crazy back then. Those were some days. Well, bad part, the unf- I should say the unfortunate part about that is that still today in 2019 now, yeah. that that is like the, if you're lucky for I like 95% of the divers out there, that's like the third wave of your education if you stick yeah. with it long enough but you, you know what i mean like like night for 95 of the people 95 percent of people yeah. out there that's not what they're going to get their first their first class but that's still probably, more probably not going to get it on their second that's class. more than the 99 percent back in 2000 agreed, agreed right yep agreed. 2004 but you, i mean or you remember 94, right yeah. 94 wasn't even that i think it was like point like Point the old. divers that really yeah. knew what the blank they were doing weren't teaching open waters. They're cave diving and they're t- and they're deep tech diving, but mostly cave diving. Even the deep tech divers were morons, man. And I don't I mean that in the sense of the word like you don't know what you don't know and you thought you were all that. And then they actually saw real diving and an approach that made sense and actually had stats to back it up and, and knowledgeable, smart people that actually did the dives and said, listen, yeah, this is why we this do is what where, we do. Yeah, this is where it started moving beyond a just be tough, just be badass, yeah. and, and fight your way through to the end of the dive, right. which is what made the really tough, hardcore, deep technical mm-hmm. divers in those days to a point of there started to become a, a, a bit well, they, of finesse and clarity and cleanliness and, and, it, and artistic, yes. um, artistic attributes coming into the game. Yeah, and the approach was was their approach was smart it wasn't just they started to realize the benefit of a team approach you're on a team now everybody's got to think on the same page our equipment should be uniform because i don't want to have to relearn somebody's equipment all the time so that old philosophy i remember back in those 90s when i took my mixed gas shit and deep air and all that it was whatever works for you is what the instructor whatever you want whatever works for you this is and you have to have the mentality like you're going to leave your buddy if you have to you know you're going to leave them you're basically diving alone you you got to leave each other to save your own life solo divers diving together and that was the mentality taught and and that was what was making me go wait a minute there this is this is aft up and of course i had a military background which we would never do we'd never go into shit like that or yeah we're going to leave our buddies behind let's the mentality we're going in no we don't leave people well, back. it was. I would say it's because the guys that were teaching a lot of those classes, you know, really didn't have that finesse themselves. No, they and didn't. they didn't have the ability to stick into the situation through troubling times because they still had that mentality mm-hmm. in them of go to the surface. Right, right. It, it wasn't taught of you can if you have your shit together, you can solve Fix your it. problems mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think you're, that's a great point. Is The mentality was not fix the problem underwater. The mentality was save yourself. Save yourself. Get the fuck out. You know, yeah, whatever. if the shit hits the fan, you can always rock it to right. the surface. And it wasn't a team approach. There was not a team approach at all to a certain extent. Well, I mean, at all, well, I, there, say, there's, well a certain extent. I mean, that's, that's coming together now more so than ever. But even mm-hmm. still, that is still you never the, the, the it exception to the rule. Well, yeah, it wasn't taught to stick with your team and, and how to stick with your team. That, well, that's still not taught. 
I mean, well, they, they not tell in, you not they, in regular classes. That's what I'm saying. The that's stuff what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is yeah. for most divers, it's they're not going to get it third best, wave. Yeah. It's their third wave right. of education. But they have a chance because sometimes the new instructors have been through you know some some of the essential type fundies type training. They've already been through that. So now they're going out. They go through it and they come back to their open water classes and go, whoa, this stuff should be taught at the base level. Thankfully, yeah. there's people starting to realize that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, that was a little uh, uh, offshoot. It's Sorry. so it's so strange to get in a conversation with you and it, it go <laughs> off rails. To... Well, the thing is, it all it always goes back to a certain you know we're we're trying to bring bring light to the dive industry, right? And it's the stuff we've learned over time, and you'd like, that's what you're trying. And it you're trying to convey to these to the people to listeners like, hey, there's a way to do this stuff that you can have fun, have great dives, incredible dives, and you can do it from day one. Day one. Or and it'll last through your cave three deep trimix CCR three five whatever the hell you're going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you start if, you, want, if yeah. you start with the end in mind, yeah, you can be prepared from day one. And as my instructors used to say, is all those classes are the basics on steroids. That's all they are. There's, you're not like getting. You're not learning like okay, I'm I'm become I'm in a manicurist over here and I'm going to brain surgery. No, you're a doctor in in day one. And you're just a, like a brain surgeon doctor. They yeah, you're just increasing the intensity. Thousand, right. You're increasing the intensity around the the operation. Right, but yeah. you're still the skilled person that you were in day one. I like it. So what we were talking about three weeks ago when we started this conversation <laughs> <laughs> was the total reported cases of DCI on the climb, right from. 624 and 87 to 1,163 in 1994. And they do make mention in here that uh, was very enlightening, I think, for everybody when we were going through the report last year, is the, the staggering number of the non-reported incidents True. that just never yeah. get mentioned. right? And they do say in here there's no clear way to determine how many divers do not seek treatment after developing symptoms of DCI. They may not recognize the significance of their symptoms they deny that decompression illness could happen to them or they simply don't want to be responsible for stopping someone else's dive trip because they may require treatment or they self-treat with a surface decompression with the bottle of o2 in the back seat as you drive home right right and they go I'm, I'm feeling a lot better and then you know they they take they take a month off diving or they just don't you know, dive again. They go back you know, because in they get, again they get and try scared. to, you know, the next day they're like, oh, I'm pulled deco on the next dive. Well, I think that <laughs> I, I think that's one of the 1,163 guys. No, I. Yeah, I mean, back in '94, I don't think they had the the knowledge to try to pull that off themselves. Well, they didn't do it like via a table, but they just went back in and did more diving and stayed longer with their O2. I know cave divers did. Well, I know I'm not saying, well, cave I'm divers not. by name that. That did that oh, shit yeah, all yeah. on a okay. well, weekly that's, basis. That's, that's kind of treating themselves in water. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. not on a table. They just no, did their dive. I mean, the, yeah. the majority of these guys are, you know, in Cozumel, 1994. Well, yeah. They're they're looking at the uh, splendid toadfish. You know, they they're coming up from San Francisco yeah. uh, wall, and they go. This reg's getting hard to breathe. <laughs> Let me check my gauge. Shit, oh, yeah, zero. It's time to go up. Time yeah. to go up. <laughs> Well, I, I would be interested in do they break it down, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, do they break it down by percentage of newly certified diver? I mean, back then, we were getting, uh, I mean, diving was kind of getting into its heyday in the sense of the number of divers coming through the shop, you know, n new certified divers. Mid-90s, there was a lot of divers coming out. Early 90s, mid-90s, even into the 2000s, yeah. a lot of people were getting into diving. Now, they, they, might, the they, may, now, have, they may have... Um 
made that uh, delineation in the actual report. In this yeah, little in article, this article, in this article no. Interestingly enough, um, and th- I think this is good information for divers out there to have in their in the back of their mind when, when seeing issues on a boat, is they do mention that half of all the divers who developed symptoms of DCS had their first symptom within an one hour of surfacing. More than half of all AGE symptoms were reported within the first two minutes of surfacing. So they, they group the, the two of these together, DCS and AGE, as, a, as the term DCI, because the treatment's going to be the same, right? Mm. Put them on O2, get them to medical attention. It's no use of wasting your time trying to determine, is this a, a, a shoulder hit or is this a subcutaneous emphysema? Just, Just get, get them, them down. Get them on O2 and, and go, right? So, but what's, what's good for the new diver to realize is those DCS symptoms generally are not an immediate response. Mm-mm. Somebody gets on the boat, and by the time they got their fins off, if they're already in trouble, yeah, it's good to know that that's probably a lung overexpansion injury that we're looking at. True. Versus, you know, they don't say anything till half hour, hour or so later. Then they start complaining about pain. pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although there, they, there you we do the, have the rare occasion where you get the paralysis, and that sometimes yeah. happens pretty immediate. Now, what they noticed back then was that AGE was on the decline. They mentioned that one of the most encouraging trends in the dive accidents reported since 87 is the decreased number of arterial gas embolism cases. The percentage of AGE cases has, has recently remained at around 9% of the total accident figure for two reasons. The increasing popularity of dive computers... And safety stops. True facts. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, especially especially back then, like where where so many yeah. people were just getting used to the the dive computers, mm-hmm. the safety stops. I think was a was a great addition for the majority of people because they just well, they the didn't idiot have proofing the dive. Right. Exactly. Know. Right. They didn't have you know the real decompression knowledge under their belt. I, I think the old old divers had it because it was part of learning yeah and then those 80s that 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 mid 80s climb and just trying to certify as many people as possible that's one of the things that got but those old those old old divers were still operating under 60 feet per minute no safety stop just come on up you know if you were down at 33 feet you could just pop up anytime 60 feet per minute so we're done with the dive i I know it's a two-hour dive but so they were doing that all the time I remember even in commercial school, it was go to your next stop as fast as possible. That was the rule, and and they finally changed that. That was crazy, crazy days. But it, that was 80s. It wasn't, I'm, I'm trying to remember when that old safety stop stuff came back, or came in. Do you remember? It doesn't really matter. I mean, at, um, at the it, end of the was, day, what was, I'm getting at. It was mid-80s. Really? You think yeah. so? Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I never, I was taught in mid-80s. I was never taught a safety stop. We were. I wasn't. Be a safe diver. In the mid-80s? Be a safe, the patio, that little uh, saying, yeah, be a be safe diver. Slowly ascend from every, every dive. dive. Right, but now I and don't then, remember the safety stop. In the end, and do your safety stop. And that's when they, uh, add, you know, the, the, the little gray section was added to the recreational dive planner for with you if you were within three pressure groups of a no decompression limit or any dive over 100 feet is where it was you know your safety stop was required but it was they were recommending it on on every dive i remember being okay whatever whatever i remember doesn't really matter because so they mentioned that safety stops give the diver time to prepare for surfacing and facilitate off gassing nitrogen from some tissues before exiting the water they mentioned that 
divers who use computers are generally more experienced and perhaps less likely to make a rapid ascent. Now, in the, in the mid-90s, I would have to say that's, I would agree with that statement. I don't necessarily agree with it today. I think it's almost, you could say, the opposite today. Like back then, if you were buying a dive computer, it's because you were an active diver. Most people were learning on tables, and they just did the tables, right? It, it, it was the hardy Dude, diver. It was, it was the 2000s when they started the safety stops. 1994, graduate student Donna Ogujuni wrote the master's thesis on safety stops that expanded on the work of Pomani's from the 70s. In her study of the Doppler test, blah, blah, blah. This is, um, <clears throat> I mean, this is my Patty, this is a Patty manual from 1990. Got safety stops. Really? Well, is it requiring you to do the safety stops? So rather than that, let's just focus on the the benefit of of the safety stop yeah and what, I think it, it, and what it really and what it really is what it really yeah. should be seen is what, how we determine or how we term it today of being minimum decompression right right because in the old days it, i mean people just thought it's a no decompression dive like you were saying mm-hmm. you can do 30 feet and you just shoot to the surface there's mm-hmm. no decompression to do and in theory they, they thought the same thing on a hundred foot dive Right, as long as, as, long as, you, as long as you didn't pass that yeah. twenty-five minute mark that right. the old navy table had, you just come, had, you just come right to the surface at sixty feet per minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To the We're surface. laughing about it now, but when a lot in of reality, did it, yeah. there is there, there's always the, the mere fact that you are reducing the ambient pressure from around your body would would get you to think that you are decompressing as you come up. Right. So every dive, you're you're decompressing. Well, yeah, yeah, by all means. That's uh, a misnomer. Some, and no we've, learned, dives, yeah, yeah. we've learned over the years that there's a minimum amount to do. And on the very elementary, very, I would say, kindergarten level, right, they take those staged stops of prolonged ascent rate mm-hmm. as you get shallower and shallower and shallower, and they just cram them together mm-hmm. at 15 feet because it's halfway between right. those one atta and two atta. It still keeps enough pressure to keep the bubbles to a certain size, but it's still a gradient enough to push out the inert gas. Yeah, yeah. They don't think you've got the ability to, you know, to pull off, pull oh, off yeah. multiple stops. Oh, Look, you don't. Barely, barely one. So we're just going to cram well, them all together, make it a suggestion. The IQ up, of the average... <laughs> Ease up on the NDLs a little yes. bit, right? So cut those down a little bit. Yes. And then... They just made them more, more conservative. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then did the catch-all for uh, our <laughs> student body. And then... The <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say... Well, they did. The, the they catch-all. did do the catch-all. That's that's what it is. They wanted to... Uh, I don't know. They don't have faith. And, and I well, do, they don't have I do faith. believe well, it's not the faith thing. It's they want to do the class quicker. Well, that's it. So they th- that's why they don't have the faith, because right. they know that they're ramrodding the student through the class so fast. They don't teach buoyancy. They... They, they, they touch it. They touch on it at the end of class as a extra well, specialty. If, if, you, if yeah. you stick with diving, you can take this specialty. Ninety class more dollars will really teach you how to dive. <laughs> <laughs> right, because uh, and everything was done like we get back to you know on your knees on the bottom. Right, learn all these skills. Eventually, you'll get some buoyancy control, which is great and all when you're sitting on the bottom of the pool. But when you're you take your very first trip and you know the dive master wants to get a good tip, so you know he's going to take you over the wall to to show you something cool, and then as you come up what was happening was next stop surface for everybody yes you know so this is where the 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 safety stop started to be put into place Mm -hmm. yeah easy catch-all 
and I, it can't help but reduce the number of decompression sickness. I mean, it's giving you a chance to off-gas a little bit more. It's extending your shallow time. Yeah, so. and what I was saying earlier was where they, they mentioned that uh, divers who use computers are generally more experienced. I would say it was the case Maybe back, then. back then, but I w- I'm saying like, I think it's the flip now, now because everybody is going to a computer. In fact, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of classes, they don't even teach a tabling one. They just give you a dive computer. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. This is the on button. When it beeps, it's time to come up. So that now there's no, they're taking so much of the thinking out of it. You don't even understand what the computer is saying. Yeah, You're just trying to follow it. I would say the opposite is true about the mentality of a computer diver today. I think you're right. I would agree 79.8%. Now, they um, they make mention in the little article here that they identified two different groups in the past, right? Either you were a computer diver or you table were a table diver. diver. Yeah. So they mentioned that in the 1994 report, there was a third group that they identified. And a total <laughs> of... They disregard the tables, and then I don't have enough money for a computer. So <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, uh, a total of 35 divers start... A total of 35 divers stated they were using neither computers nor tables to calculate and plan their dives. In the worst case, this means they were not following any depth or time profile. Typically, they stated something like, <laughs> I was just following my buddy. Typically. What did they uh, look like? I was, just following, <laughs> I was just following the dive master. So the next um, issue they looked at was the gender issue. And, of course, you would historically assume that the, uh, the ladies had a much lower percentage. Well, they're only putting two in this one. This is the Correct 90s, me. man. That's all there was back then. <laughs> These were, the, these were the days when you just had two. We were just a man or a woman. Can you imagine how many uh, categories are going to be in the, <laughs> in be the, in the 2024? Be, why, we can't delineate any of this shit anymore. We can't figure this out. The safest gender to be for diving is a transgendered <laughs> man who identifies as a turkey. A 16-year-old turkey. You barely have a chance of getting bent if you are if you're a... If you're a 50-year-old transgendered man who identifies as a teenage turkey, you, you, it's, you, it's almost safe. impossible to get bent. So um, historically, the, um, the females range between 24 and 31%. And this was on the increase in the mid-90s because more and more ladies more were girls were coming involved. back yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, they they mentioned that uh, the major difference between men and women divers is the different distribution the of weenie. injuries. Is the wiener <laughs> <laughs> and lack thereof in one of the gender. Uh, Sorry, that's a, actually it's, a, it's actually a fact. Fact. Remember the days when it, it was that obvious? <laughs> exactly. You just knew. Do you have you a wiener? Knew. Okay, you go over here. <laughs> you go over to that side. You. You're lacking in one such. <laughs> Anyways, um, for example, there tends to be more injuries among women in the first two years of diving, but in the first year of diving, there are more men than women reported treated for DCI. 101 than women, 80 reported treated for DCI. This well, figure represents 49% of the injuries for females, but only 25% of the injuries in males. Interestingly, 48% of the males and only 21% of the females reported making over 100 dives before their current injury. This trend has been consistent since Dan first began publishing the annual report. 
So do you think, looking at that, uh, there weren't all that many women coming through, number one. Right. The, the ones in coming a, in through, a group, the, in right. a group, it was overwhelmingly men. Men, right. More and than the, women. The ones coming through were going to do it maybe once in their life. They were doing it. They for were their, doing it for their boyfriend, boyfriend or, or for their husband. Their yep, agreed. And so you figured... They weren't sticking with it right, in the long run. They were right. probably... They did it for the one trip, and mm-hmm. they weren't comfortable to so go, I'm out. Yeah. And so they weren't comfortable is the biggest thing. Well, and that's what I'm looking... I'm trying yeah. to look at what are the type of people coming through? Are they sticking with it? Why are they doing it? Versus I think there's some di- you know, girls getting into it now that are in it for the long haul. Definitely. They're probably in shape already for it. I mean, that's one of the yeah. things. They may have not been in good shape. And again, we, we've talked about this before. you got to have some semblance of physical fitness fitness coming into the class. You, yeah, you, no doubt about yeah. it. You know, um, back in the 80s and 90s, the, the, the fit woman coming into class was the exception to the rule. Right. And I don't mean, like, out of shape. I just mean tough yeah but working out with tough, weights right, yoga yeah, 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 running yeah. you know hit yeah, a regular now, exercise yeah nowadays regime. i mean that's the majority of ladies coming to right. class are, are already pretty the, fit the guys are all fat adventurous <laughs> adventurous yeah yeah they've been uh, playing video games well, yeah the ladies are coming in because they want adventure the guys are coming in because they want something slow and relaxing exactly <laughs> something i can keep drinking my beer in the middle of the afternoon with wait i can just float <laughs> i can just float and let's breathe do, let's do <laughs> that <laughs> Let's do that. I love me some floating and breathing. So uh, this little article closes off by saying, if you'd like to know more, uh, this article touches on the first few of Dan's findings this year. The report offers helpful insights into the nature of diving injuries and fatalities and provides a wealth of useful information. Definitely the case, right? I mean, that's why mm-hmm. these, these reports are so good to, to go through. I mean, the, the, the longer you stick with diving, you know, being able to... to decipher these reports read through them and 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 pull some information is only going to make you a smarter better diver well that's great to have access to these i mean coincidentally all these reports started coming out and they gave ammunition they gave something some credence to the things we've been saying because you could say you could you could be spouting off the exact same thing the report is but with nothing to back it up nobody believes you and they're like oh he's just that militaristic nazi dive instructor that wants that thinks you should be horizontal and neutrally buoyant and all these you know and your head screwed on while you're underwater you're the jackass but now you've got some stats you've got a after, real study yeah, after 25 years of finding the same problems with people well why did he have this problem he was overweighted yeah he was out of shape didn't have control of his buoyancy (laughs) Buoyancy. he was horizontal or vertical in the water he didn't etc etc you can just look around and and see the stuff now the change that's happened if you've been in it as long as we have right well if and that's at the root one of the few few people that have Mm -hmm. taken these studies and and try to improve your overall Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the agency should be doing. Yes, they should. Instead of being focused on just putting out more students every year, there are some of them out there that that look at these and uh, wanted wanted to use it and made it a a focus. I think maybe that's our biggest gripe against the industry is the primary focus is no longer putting out great divers and sharing the underwater world. The primary focus is we've got to make a profit so our business can grow because it's grow or die. That's what they teach you. So that's a primary. Secondary is, yeah, maybe we'll get a few divers out there. We have to because our business will die if we kill everybody. I don't know. But the hell, again, I always end up, every cent, every time I go on these rants, I end up with, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I do know. 
That's yeah, and the, and the key is actually using that information and learning from it. Right. And that's a uh, that's where your buddies at TGDP come in. Right. Your great dive podcast is here to uh, make we'll you point, uh, yeah. smarter divers, thinking divers, more in control of yourselves in the water, so that you can have ultimately more fun. Isn't that? that's what you're that's what you're here for? They meant, uh, they close the article by saying one of the most important conclusions divers can draw from the report is to remember their training and follow a few safety guidelines like avoiding maximum table computer limits, slowing ascents and making safety stops. Many injuries, like many fatalities, are avoidable. Their circumstances are usually under your control. Hashtag true facts. Yeah, it's very rare that it's out of your control. You are usually, the person to blame for your accident is usually in the mirror. So um, what, what's, what I like about like going back to this, like 25 years ago, mm-hmm. versus remember the, we uh, recently, you know, last year we did, right before the Dan annual report, we did the top 10 improvements that Dan wanted to see in diving, which are the things that we talk about in our basic mm-hmm. classes nowadays of buoyancy, balance, trim, thinking, mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, Awareness. back here it was avoid the maximum on your tables and computers. Yes. Slow down your ascent. Do a safety stop. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, that makes sense. That definitely would make a difference, wouldn't correct. it? Correct. But, but, and now there's we're, even well, now more we're realizing that if you've, if you've got buoyancy, balance, and trim, you it's will. very easy. Yeah. Right? If, if you're not struggling with buoyancy, balance, and trim, if that is just the natural to be completely neutrally buoyant, uh, to be in balance, to not be flailing with your hands, to be in full control, you've got the mental space to be aware of your depth and time in the water. Well, yeah. and You're, you're not just flailing around waiting for a beep. Right. You're in control of the dive, not just arbitrarily, oh, my buoyancy's changing, I'm going up, oh, you're in control. And, I mean, I know there's people like, there's not people like, there's people out there going, well, what does proper trim have to do with safety stops or what, you know, or balance? Well, the thing is, all those things aid to work, the lack of work underwater. They aid in allowing you to move freely underwater without building up the carbon dioxide, without running into, that is like a huge issue. Isn't like a huge issue. That is a huge issue. Is yeah. building up the carbon dioxide and working. Then your brain doesn't think straight. But you you also become fatigued. Uh, you also make panicky decisions. It's usually that ball that starts rolling in the accident, right? Is yeah, the build it's, up it's of CO two. It's not the bad trim that's the problem. Right. It's, it's the, the bad trim combined with all this other stuff that keeps to rolling. work right, for yeah, them yeah. past that, the bad trim. Yeah. Whereas if if the trim is always in check, you're not working. Thank you. Right. We complete you each other's you senses. You don't you, you don't get the complete you don't me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now uh, let's uh You had me you had me at bad <laughs> yeah, points. Yeah, what was that? What was that? Movie? <laughs> that was Jerry Maguire. Yeah, was it Jerry? <laughs> yeah. So now let's go watch Jerry Maguire together <laughs> and uh, end this episode. Sign my logbook. <laughs> you had me at bad buoyancy. <laughs> you complete me. Jerry Maguire. Let's see. You had <laughs> you had me at BWRAF. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Till next week, uh, we're gonna get some more fun stuff. Uh, happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy New Year. Hope you had great.
No, it's not because it's a weird size. It's okay. It's like that the size of your globe thing there. It's not a and after looking at your your uh that's not a globe. That's a map. Map. And then, but there's another name for it. Though, it's uh, right? it's like a what do you what do you call a flat globe? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wall globe. <laughs>